Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and it is Sunday, and it is not Friday. I did not get this show out when I wanted to. Uh, quick reason why. I worked Thursday or Wednesday night, came home on Thursday, got up a couple of times over the night, and then we went to Thanksgiving at my father-in-law's house, which was lovely, got home, and at 6.45, uh, we got home about 6.30, at 6.45, I crawl into bed. And I'm ready to go to sleep just for about 30 minutes to take a nap. And I slept for an 11, uh, for 11 and a half hours. Um, then we took the family to Flagstaff. And we went through this really cool North Pole experience where the kids got to go and uh, make toys for uh, kids who, who may not receive toys this year. So they got to make toys. Um, and they went to Elf University. And this whole process was very cool. You, you get... Um, magically shipped to the North Pole, and you go through Santa's factory, and um, they really make an effort for uh, the kids to get the fun stuff, like uh, to write down the things that they want for Christmas, but then it's also, there's a lot of, what are you going to do for somebody else involved in the whole process? So it's a, I was very impressed with the whole thing. Normally we do the Polar Express, which is also very awesome, um, but this time we did the North Pole experience. So if there's one near you or you live in near Flagstaff, I highly suggest to checking it out. Um, so I guess that's the thing that I like. Um, anyway, we got home yesterday, put up the Christmas tree, and uh, then I was in bed before 10. I did do some prep for the show, but uh, pretty exhausting. Fun, but pretty exhausting four days. So uh, let's see here. If you want to support the show, we go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. You can support the show. I'm not going to belabor on that too much because I do have some uh, a contest that I'll announce next week. I'm just still hammering out some of the details. Um, and then when uh, we announce that contest, hopefully it'll give you a chance to win something cool. I haven't decided what that is. That's one of the details. But uh, we'll know soon. So let's start the show. In the EV section... Patreon supporter James. So um, we have two people in the $5 level, James and Don. And uh, there are lots of things that we talk about. Usually it's James and I, but Don does chime in every now and again with something uh, that gives us a, a, a different perspective. So that's very welcome. Um, but we usually, James and I uh, normally swap 
these really silly like cars that look like they're from the 50s but they're you know brand new and they have all of the latest technologies just the inside and the outside looks like it's coming from the 50s or something that's somebody would drive around in Cuba for instance in modern day Cuba so it's the really cool vehicles and uh, it's something that we uh, share uh, I guess nerdy EV share it's like it, it looks nothing like a Tesla it just looks like this classic beautiful uh, car from the you know normally from the 50s or 60s so he sent me two articles in slack uh, the first one is uh, there's there's a motorcycle company that the, they make motorcycles with a sidecar and they're called uh, Urals and I think I'm getting that name wrong saying it wrong but this company was founded in 1941 and they built motorcycles originally for the military so think of like a World War II movie with the uh, motorcycle and then the sidecar that's what these vehicles these motorcycles look like but they don't have you know they're not olive drab green they are you know orange in this case very beautiful um, vehicles and they're run by a small team in Redmond Washington right now um, so you're all in zero motorcycles which is a company we've talked about on this show before they teamed up to to build a, a bike. So Zero provided the battery packs, the electric motors, and the controllers, and just kind of overall EV knowledge. And you're all provided everything else. And they came up with this bike that is so beautiful. Um, I love motorcycles. My wife does not love motorcycles. And she, less, she loves me having a motorcycle um, less than she loves motorcycles. Does that make sense? She really doesn't want me to have a motorcycle because I have a family and she doesn't want me to get killed and uh, or hurt. And I completely appreciate that. However, really want one. But it's okay. There's lots of things in life that you don't get and I'm fine with it. But uh, so this, the zero part of this bike gives the bike three modes. An economy mode, which the reviewer, uh, the reviewer, I should say, was reviewing a prototype of this bike. We don't know if it's going to be manufactured or not. It's just something that they put a prototype together and they're like, does this make sense or doesn't it make sense? So the reviewer found the economy mode to be too limiting, but uh, the sports mode he absolutely loved. And there's a custom mode that he didn't go into, but the bike has three modes, economy, sport, and custom. Um, he thought the sport mode was just incredible. Now this bike isn't built for speed. Um, it's more built for um, whatever you would use a motorcycle with a sidecar. It's not really comfort, but it's just like a cool aesthetic, I guess. Um, let's see. So the reviewer said uh, with the tested prototype, it feels limited at low speeds. Like when you pull, uh, when you... Uh, when you twist the throttle, it doesn't have the get up and go you would expect a uh, an electric motorcycle to have. But eventually, once you kind of get a few feet and that uh, the electric motor really kicks in, then it it has that get up and go. And I think that might be for a a really good reason is that you don't want 
you know, these bikes, as soon as you touch the throttle, they are giving you a hundred percent of what that electric motor can give to you or a hundred percent of what the manufacturer says that electric motor can give to you. You don't want somebody to hurt themselves, especially with this big sidecar on the side. So I think what they're doing is they're limiting that first, you know, to let's say 10 miles an hour, that first little bit in, in the range to allow the driver to kind of have that that moment of okay we're moving now because you know electric motorcycles they make no noise no they have no sound so um you touch that throttle on accident and you know you could you can get really you can get hurt really bad um yeah so the you know the the other thing is this bike is it lacks a clutch it lacks it lacks a foot operated gear shifter because you don't really don't need one if it's electric um and that makes it actually more approachable to novices than a standard motorcycle like myself. I'd consider myself a novice, even though I rode a lot when I was um, younger, like from six years old all the way up to 18 or so. Um, I didn't ride much after that. I'd say 21, because that's when I moved out of Alaska. But uh, another thing on the bike, there's no noticeable sound by the drivetrain, which is what I said. Like you touch that throttle and it's on, you're you're moving, you're going. Um, the reviewer thought that handling was better than expected, considering the battery pack and the sidecar. So uh, very impressed with that. As far as specs go for this motorcycle, it's 60 horsepower and it has 81 foot uh, pound feet of torque. And that's up from 41 horsepower and 42 pound-feet of torque. So, uh, you know, we're looking at one and a half times the horsepower and double almost the torque. So that's pretty impressive. The bike weighs in with the sidecar at 882 pounds, which is, that's a heavy, heavy bike. But when you consider a lot of that is battery pack, the battery pack is 19.5 kilowatt hours. It's got a 1.3 kilowatt charger. It will go about 103 miles on a charge. It takes 13 hours to charge, to fully charge from a standard outlet. Right now we have no word on the price, but I looked it up and their most expensive bike, the Ural's most expensive bikes around 18,000. I would imagine this would be above that. Maybe in the 26, if I had to make an educated guess. Um, but overall, the, the, you know, the reviewer was very impressed with the bike. There are still some problems that need to be solved, but it's a prototype. So I don't think we should uh, be too picky. Um, overall, I, I think this is a beautiful bike and I hope that it actually makes it from, you know, a prototype to something they actually manufacture. Cause I think this is something that is going to be, um, very cool for, um, motorcycle enthusiasts as they transition. And we'll talk about some more of that later on the transition part. The next story is um, electric motors, motorcycles becoming more and more appealing to police departments. And one of the reasons they're more appealing is they're low maintenance, no gears, clutch, or oils to change, oil to change. They're versatile. They can go on-road or off-road. Um, they have a tactical advantage because they're quiet. They don't make sound, so you can um, kind of creep up on somebody off the, creep up on somebody um, while you're riding, just in case you think they're doing something shady, like breaking into a car or something, your your bike just creeps up on them quietly. Um, Clovis PD, a California Police Department, uses zero the zero DSP EV motorcycle. And here's what one of their officers had to say: 
It makes sense to jump on the, uh, it makes it easy to jump on curbs or pass through fields or orchards or whatever that we encounter in our area. Um, Ashcroft, Officer Ashcroft says, uh, they're so quiet you can sneak right up on somebody in an alley selling drugs or doing anything else illegal. Uh, they have really changed how we patrol. So right now, Zero sold um, motorcycles to 125 different departments in, tw in 25 states and two Canadian provinces. Uh, they're selling um, these bikes approximately to two departments a month. And then they also sell to consumers, but they're selling the police-specific bike for to two departments a month. Um, Harley, Honda, and BMW, they're still the majority of the bikes that you're going to see around. Um, Zero has a, a range of 150 to 200 miles before it needs to be charged. So that's definitely a disadvantage. Um one advantage is the zero weighs in at 225 pounds which is about half the the size of a harley road king which is the standard uh bike that you would see police officers on the bmw is a little lighter i think the honda is probably somewhere close to that um but the thing is a zero and admittedly they're not trying to fit the department's um needs there's there's a reason to have one one or two of these bikes around so the potential uses is they make tricky jobs simple. So enforcing texting while driving, uh, seatbelt laws, policing parks, college campuses, stadiums, like the parking lots or inside the stadiums because the bike has no emissions, no fumes. Um, so one of the things is, is like uh, most departments right now, police departments, I think Harley is by far Harley, probably BMW, and then Honda, if I had to guess, just based on what I, I see. Um, most departments are, they, they stick with a, a specific brand because the maintenance is the same. So the, the mechanics working on know them inside and out. And the officers that ride the motorcycles know, um, are, are intimately familiar with how they handle. So that's really important. Um, maybe if you had new officers, you might introduce them to the EV motorcycle um, and let them get used to that. But right now, you kind of have a legacy. Um, you have a, a, a legacy problem, and I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, it's really a problem, but you have an issue there if you want to switch bikes because you're going to have a. You're going to have some pushback from your your officers and mechanics, and B. You have all of the other these other bikes you still need to maintain, and it's just easier to buy that Road King. Um, than it is to go through the process of bringing on a different motorcycle with all the other um, parts and and hassles that come with each bike because everything has its own little quirks. But Harley, as a company, they've moved overseas. So one of the big selling points of Harley is it's an American-made company, in the U.S. anyway. It's an American-made company, but now they're overseas, um, it's no longer technically an American made bike. So, um, I don't know if some departments will really, if they'll steer away from Harley or not. And like I said, a lot of them, uh, still use BMWs and Hondas, which aren't necessarily built in the United States. Um, anyway, Harley, the whole point is Harley is bringing, um, a, they're bringing an electric vehicle to market next year. 
and one of the versions will be a police cruiser. But here's the thing. If you have a fleet of road kings and Harley brings in this electric vehicle, you might as well have brought in a completely different brand because it's not going to match or is very unlikely going to match anything that they're doing with their road kings. So this puts puts Zero in a very, very competitive position because they've been doing this not for one you know, one year, but they've been doing this for four or five years. And um, that puts them in a, a great position to serve that market if a, if a company is thinking about going electric. So moving on, let's go to the self-serving part of our show. Um, SRP, Salt River Project, that's my utility. Uh, they're going to add 200 megawatts of solar generation each year for the next five years. So currently... SRP has 800 megawatts of renewable energy, so that's spread across their whole portfolio of renewable energy. And then they're going to add 200 a year, 200 megawatts a year for the next five years, which is great. Their goal is to have uh, 20% green energy generation and storage by 2025. Much of this project is going to be industrial, but rooftop solar is also part of SRP's plan to get there. Um, they're going to purchase a 25 megawatt. 100 megawatt hour uh, battery storage system from Tesla. And that's going to be, and I think all of this is part of a lawsuit that SolarCity, before Tesla took it over, had with SRP because SRP was actively trying to push out solar. And they, SolarCity was suing them, and eventually they settled. And there was a bunch of things that they had to do, like incentives for home storage and this, this battery storage system um, that was part of the agreement, so we'll see what happens there. But that's kind of a that's kind of exciting news for me. Right now, next week, uh, my solar panels will be moved from. Well, they're already removed from my old house. The solar panels from my old house are going to be put on my new house. And my wife and I, even though SRP, the way that they're doing their metering for solar, puts us at a complete disadvantage. Like if we screw up, it could cost us hundreds of dollars for that month. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole process, but it is not their metering for solar customers is not very um, or has the potential to not be uh, very beneficial for solar customers. But my wife and I think it's important. So we brought the solar panels over from our old house to the new ones. Um, and uh, good news is we're going to generate 30% more solar just because of the way our house sits. So that's great. Um, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that this uh, SRP um, initiative will change those that solar um, pricing plan because it's it's rough. Like if we make one mistake, um, we're out several hundred dollars for that month, and it, it can be a big deal. So moving on, next up, uh, Tesla. So we talked about the Model Three, and it has issues with cold weather. Well, there's still no official solutions for the cold weather, cold weather coming from Tesla anyway. Um, but the app will now let you turn on seat warmers, which doesn't fix it if you can't open the door. But the app will now let you turn on seat warmers, so you don't have to sit on a cold seat if you're in a cold climate. Um, but a workaround, this came from Fred Lambert, a workaround for the fro windows being frozen shut. So if you didn't listen to that last week's show, um, Model 3 owners, when you 
push the the hockey puck door handle in and you pull the window rolls down a little bit i don't know why this happens but it does but when the um when the window is frozen it won't roll down and you can't open up the car um, allegedly without damaging something so uh, workaround is putting the heater vents uh, flow toward the windows so you just turn on the heater in the car push those towards the windows and then try to open your door and that's that's a that's a customer um, created workaround and but i'm sure tesla will have something sooner than than well before the end of winter to fix that problem but it is something that uh, hopefully if you're having this problem that'll help you out and you didn't already think of it uh, okay, and the finally, this is the last one. We've talked about different ways uh, that Tesla is lowering costs to increase profit. Well, now Tesla's filed a patent, a new patent for a new wastewater treatment system. Now, we're not talking about the black water or gray water that you come from your house and it goes to your city wastewater treatment and then it gets cleaned and then put back into the water system and then somewhere along the line, um, another water plant picks it up and ships it back out to you um, we're talking about like industrial waste treatment so uh, through the through the manufacturing process water um, that they use uh, is sodium and sulfate ions they absorb in the water so the water gets high concentrations of these two substances and it's really difficult to move remove with the current system and it's very um, financially expensive there's a huge financial cost and a huge environmental cost to dispose of the water properly. So what Tesla has developed um, is a system to filter out these sodium and sulfate ions, which is very difficult from uh, the article I, can, I read. And honestly, um, I read through this article and the patent, and I didn't fully have a good grasp on how the system works. But here's what's important. The new system is going to filter out nearly 100% of those ions the sulfate and the sodium ions and that will allow tesla to reuse the current water um, instead of getting instead of disposing of that water and then bringing in new water they'll be able to reuse much of that older that uh, treated water in their manufacturing system lowering cost and lowering the impact on the environment which is great um, at this point we don't have any idea as to when Tesla's going to start implementing this system, but they did get approved for the patent. I'm pretty sure they did. Thought I saw approved. Okay, they we'll say they filed it. They filed for it, and I think they got approved. Um, no word as to when they're going to implement this, but uh, this is something that I know a lot of companies struggle with. So hopefully that'll be not only will that help out Tesla, but they'll sell it uh, to other folks, and that will be an inter. A, a, income generator for tesla as well that's it that's the whole show if you want to email me my email is bodie b-o-d-i-e at 918digital.com uh, you can see me at twitter or find me on twitter at 918digital uh, i still have a website i'm working on not ready to show it yet and uh yeah that's it i hope everybody has a everybody has a great week um and uh, as we move into December it's gonna be this is my favorite time of year honestly um, it's cold it's the holiday season it, it just it hits 
ticks all of my boxes for what makes a, a great month and uh, get to spend more time with my kids and my family and there's not so much stress about all the other things that you need to get done because you just kind of write it off because it's the holiday season. So I hope everybody has a, holi a relaxing holiday season. I would like to have a relaxing holiday season. And uh, with any luck, I'll be putting out more of these shows, <laughs> fingers crossed, on time, which is Friday. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you, fingers crossed, on Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.